You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, happy summer and welcome to another episode of Ask Drone You. Look, if you love making technical deliverables because that's what feeds the need of your business for revenue generation, then you're in the right spot. We're going to be talking about something that has become more and more prevalent, uh, honestly, since the evolution of the the new drones that are coming out, the Mavic 3 Enterprise, the uh, M30 with its RTK system. There's a lot of misconceptions and uh, some old formulas are still very, very, very practical. Um, and some of the new um, gimmicky features are not so practical, but in some very specific situations, they will be. But it'll be a fun one today. And uh, I'm grateful, as always, to be sitting here next to the bald headed bureau, Mr. Rob Burdick. <laughs> can bureau be one person? Um, yes. I mean, I think it can. Yeah, yeah, it can. It can, for sure. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm glad to be sitting here with you as well. And it is a beautiful day in Colorado. Hopefully, it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Either way, we're grateful that you're spending a few minutes of said day with us. And one note of gratitude, we haven't had a single 100 degree day yet, and New Mexico is up to probably 30 now, so <laughs> and for that I am grateful. 30 includes the Paul factor, <laughs> however they've had a few. Yeah. Well, um, let's get right into our question today, which is brought to you by the Drone U Mapping Classes. Our mapping classes this summer have been selling out, well, at least the ones up until last month and this month, which have yet to happen, but if you want to join us for a four-day mapping class plus flight mastery. We've got openings in August and September, and we are primarily doing our drone trainings now between May and November. So if you want to join us for a mapping class and you want to master the art of creating deliverables for any industry from construction to engineering, architecture, and so much more, you're not going to want to miss this class. We don't just go over Pix40. We go over Drone Deploy. We go over Pix40 React. We go over Optelos and Bentley. We go over it all. That way, you know what software to use for what deliverable and know the most efficient workflows, but also know what to know when it comes to accuracy, as we're going to talk about today. This is actually... The question that we're going to be talking about today on this show comes up at almost every single mapping class because no one can find organized and succinct information regarding the true practical nature of GCPs, the two different pieces, how they can work together, and how they can work against you. There's so much that you don't know that you don't know that you're going to be constantly wondering what don't I know that I don't know? What just am I kidding. missing that is going to ruin me? I'm just kidding. Well, that is very possible. We've heard that story numerous times now. Um, and that's the goal of this show is to provide you with the information that you need to know to not have a mistake and mess up your business opportunities. If you want to learn more, go to thedroneu.com and scroll down to events and join me in colorful Colorado for a training I promise you will never forget. And it'll be one that will grow your confidence. In fact, quick story, we had a student here at our June training and he came to the mapping class. Um, and in fact, I did a little call with him after the class and he was going for a mapping job in lovely Louisiana. And he told me uh, he ended up getting that job and it was a, something like a 40-week job at $500 per week. A very, very small, minimal job, by the way. And he said, Paul, I wouldn't have been able to go out and get that job unless it were for the confidence that I gained in your course. If you're looking to grow your confidence then you know where to go, thedroneu.com. 
I did not know that, by the way. That's pretty badass. I brought, well, there's so much going on in the company now. <laughs> That's why there's a 500-line spreadsheet. Hey, Paul and Rob. I have a few questions regarding GCPs and RTK. First, I'm curious on what GPS unit or equipment you would suggest for a new drone business to purchase to shoot GCPs. I have seen your training video in the advanced mapping class on the CS20 with the GS18, but I was wondering if you had any other entry-level suggestions. Second, for RTK to work, how close does the internet connection need to be to the mobile station and the drone? Would a hotspot work in areas with coverage or even a mobile satellite internet? Third, do you always shoot GCPs or checkpoints if the data was collected with RTK? And what are your thoughts on RTK, which has been incorporated into drone deploy for the Maverick 3 Enterprise? I'm trying to figure out and develop a plan to bring accuracy to my mapping missions without breaking the bank. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Preston, thank you for the uh, very well thought out and well articulated question. Um, yeah, we want to help you not break the bank because that's no fun breaking the bank. You know, speaking of not breaking the bank, uh, we've got a new friendly face here at DroneU, uh, Mr. Brandon. And when it comes to not breaking the bank, I think he has shown us the way of not breaking the bank. He just got, I think it was seven, yeah, seven brand new propeller arrow points, the new arrow points, so version two for $2,500. You cannot beat that. That is absolutely incredible. What was his hack? Uh, he bought them, and this was the funny part, he bought them from an eBay user in the United Kingdom. So it's mm, funny because he used them like right. for the first time with us, and we realized that he had to reach out to Propeller to change his base units from metric to imperial. Yeah, interesting. So, or American, as we call it everywhere else in the world. It's not imperial, it's American. But aren't we imperial? No, not really, <laughs> according to the old definition. <laughs> So anyway, I think that's pejorative oh. at its best, but I'll let that be. Um, look, let's get into the nitty gritty oh, here. Um, some of these, some of these questions are really, really valid. Um, so I want to try to hit them in succession because, you know, when you factor in RTK, PPK, arrow points, or PPK systems, you start to really go down in the weeds, Rob. Do I need cellular? How much cellular am I going to have? Can I get a cellular repeater? Should I buy a Starlink RV? At what point do you just start running up costs, you know, for these for these plausible situations? Yeah, it's funny how you can end up breaking the bank trying not to break the bank. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I mean like it's seriously. It's kind of like yeah. the whole, and, and I don't know, like I, don't, I haven't even run the numbers on this, but it just makes me think of like cutting the cord and then you start adding all the streaming and blah, 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 and you're like well past what the cord cost. I don't know. <laughs> you mean for cutting the cord for cable? Yeah. 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 Ever since Bloomberg went free, I haven't looked back. So <laughs> That's just personal. You come to my house and you'll see Bloomberg at least in one place going 24-7. So, Anne-Marie, that one's for you. Um, that said, let's talk about entry-level units. Honestly, when I look at all the different situations that GCPs could be used, you're looking at urban situations, rural. You're also looking at farmland, ranch 
Ashland. Um, you're looking at a lot of places that you may or may not have cellular coverage. And, you know, it's one thing to go on out on a ranch like Windsor area, like Wellington. Okay, Wellington, where your brother lives. Uh, wh- how often have you gone out there? Have you used your cell phone? Do you have like one bar, two bars? Are you able to... Can you pull up the radar on my radar when you're at your brother's place? Not unless I want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> okay, so you'll never use RTK there. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. That's the best I could come hey, up with on short notice. Sorry. Painting a really pretty picture. So. Well, yeah, everybody knows how frustrating it is to sit, especially nowadays. We've gotten so used to things being like this, right? Uh-huh. And there's still a lot of places where it's not like that. Well, and with an RTK stream, you're getting data that's the equivalent of if you were to load a radar map on my radar. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us know if you don't have at least two bars of LTE that that's not happening. And I think it's a good analogy for what type of cellular service do you really need when it comes to these RTK units that are or are not associated with the drone, meaning an RTK base station or rover or the drone's RTK, which would essentially be going through your mobile hotspot, right? We all know too that a mobile hotspot's data is throttled compared to your cell phone, which you can get around with a VPN, by the way. But that said, you need at least two bars of good data. My point of bringing up this question with you, Rob, is Wellington is not that far away. Right. It's what, 10 miles off the I-25? So uh, It actually borders I-25. And there's still not even good cellular service there. So this paints the perfect picture that you don't know, you don't always know where you're going to get jobs. Because of that, and because you want to be able to at least cover, uh, I think it's a safe assumption to cover a 100 mile radius from wherever your home point is. Anything beyond that is going to require additional costs and upcharges to your clients and may not be feasible for them. Which brings me to arrow points, I think are the best solution. Now, I also think it's a really good solution because there are some PPK GPS solutions and RTK drone GPS solutions um, that can lead uh, drone pilots astray. And and here's what I mean. One of his questions was, uh, you know, if I have a drone RTK, and I'm, I'm putting these two words together to try to keep this succinct for you listeners out there. If I have a drone that has the ability to receive RTK data, don't forget, that's going to require access to a VRS or a virtual reference station over the NTRIP network. And it's going to require cellular data. And typically it's going to require cellular data from your phone's hotspot or from something else, which can very quickly get expensive. And it may not even be available. Now, if we take one other factor, you look at the WingTrust system, right? It's PPK-based data. If I use Wingtra Hub and I write all the PPK data to my photos and I rip all of my data in Pix4D, can Pix4D actually tell me an, an accuracy number? Do you know the answer to this? Yes. It cannot. It cannot. I had a 50-50 chance. You did. I you failed. Did. It's okay. It's okay. As we say to all of our students, we would rather you fail here than in the field. That's right. (laughs) That said... I'm not a mapper. (laughs) It's okay, Rob. Um, That said, when you utilize certain services... Um, And this is true too, Mavic 3 Enterprise, if you have that RTK data, 
like the Wingtra PPK and you're never marking GCPs within PIX40 or within some of these other softwares, you cannot actually tell what your accuracy is. And, and like we've been saying in the mapping class for almost eight years now, you cannot ever truly discern absolute accuracy from PIX40. You have to utilize a third-party software to actually discern what that, what that true accuracy number is. Well, whenever you have PPK data or let's say a Mavic 3 Enterprise with RTK data, you can't actually see what the actual absolute accuracy is because you didn't mark any GCPs. Well, this can add another complexity of error. Now, that said, if you're flying a lot of large jobs, a lot of large mapping jobs, it's going to make a lot of sense to have a Wingtra. It's going to make a lot of sense to have a drone with RTK built into it. Again, assuming that you have access to a VRS, assuming that you have cellular data. Okay, so you can see here that it's kind of like a if this, then that. So if, if we're talking small sites, let's say 500 acres and below, I would personally still use GCPs unless it was a project that I was doing on a repeated um, or a frequent basis. Because honestly, if I'm doing those jobs on a frequent basis, I can have permanent GCPs like we talked about in our original construction course, or I would essentially, you know, have a Wingtra and then maybe a propeller arrow point just as a checkpoint to verify the accuracy and information as a whole. I would really simplify the process then. So big site, frequent basis, probably going to do PPK or RTK built into a drone with some sort of control. Again, it's so critical to have the control because like the picture that I just painted when you're using these softwares and you're utilizing an integrated GPS solution, you can't always discern what the true accuracy is unless you use another piece of software, which is another cost. So with all that said, I've been simplifying my answer to these GPS questions, Rob, because a lot of people are like, well, can I use the MLID RS2? The answer is yes, if you have a VRS, if you have cellular service, if you're within a certain distance to a core's tower, okay? Well, what if I have a propeller arrow point? Chances are it's a nine, nine out of 10 shot that it will work. The only time propeller arrow points didn't work for us was in um, Charleston, South Carolina, because they didn't have good network coverage there. So it's always a good idea to look at the network coverage in your area, and propeller arrow points will tell you if they have coverage in that area. Now, here's the thing. You're buying the arrow points, but you're also having to pay an annual fee. That annual fee would be the same or similar cost as the access to a VRS. So you can either pay the $500 a year to Propeller or you're going to pay the $500 a year to SmartNet or to TBC, Trimble Business Center. There's going to be that annual cost no matter what. When you look at Propeller arrow points and the fact that they work in rural areas, urban areas, all sorts of areas, for me... I'm going to want to use that. It's simple, it's easy, and whenever there's a problem with them, now with their new integrated display system, we can see when there are problems. This brings up another issue, Rob, and you can see this is a very multivariate complex equation. It really is. With a Mavic 3 Enterprise and RTK, it's going to tell you if you have a fix, it's going to tell you if you have a float. It's not going to tell you the margin of error in your actual GPS data as a whole. I have already had pilots in class come up to me and say, I've got a Mavic 3 Enterprise. I've got SmartNet. It's connected to my drone. I use my Wi-Fi hotspot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. 
I had a, a project come back and they said that there was a hundred feet of error in my mission. Well, do you, do you, did you take off near a metal building? Did you take off near rebar reinforced concrete? Were you in a heavy urban environment with dense Wi-Fi network coverage? And the answer to all those questions was yes, by the way. Mm. And he had no way of discerning the true error of the GPS until he found out from the client because he didn't ac have access to ArcGIS, QGIS, Global Mapper, some of these other softwares, okay? So again, I come back to let's eliminate those problems, right? Problem solution. I go back to Propeller Aeropoint. When I also mark those GCPs in my subsequent software, I'm having a much better idea of my true accuracy, even though ultimately it does need to be cross-referenced in a third-party application. With all that to be said, I think the answer to his first question, what is an efficient GPS unit that's going to give you the most practical means of use across a variety of different landscapes so you can serve the most amount of clients possible? AeroPoints version two. Buy them on eBay, get them cheap. You're going to have to pay for the annual plan. We pay for it too. AeroPoint used to be nice to us until they fired or half their team quit during COVID. I'm not sure which. And it's been different since. It's no big deal. We'd love to work with you guys again. We still push your stuff because I think it's the best solution. Um, that said, he asked the question of how close or how powerful of internet does he need to have for some of these other things to work? With the MLID RS2, you can actually put that GPS system over a known point and let it shoot it for 30 or 40 minutes and correct that information, apply that Rhinex data to your photos. If you have like a Wingtra system utilizing Wingtra Hub, you can do that through other services as well. But again, I would just say, unless you're flying really large areas, and even then, if you're flying really large areas, I would still use an arrow point because even with Wingtrust system, you can use an arrow point as redundancy, as verification. So again, my answer goes back to arrow points version two, okay? One more question was, should you always shoot GCPs even if you have a drone that has an RTK unit in it? The answer is yes. Because I, just going back to that story that I just talked about where this student didn't know that his uh, data had errors in it until the client gave it back to him. When you have like a Mavic 3 Enterprise, perfect example, it's not going to tell you the level or the margin of error in your GPS information. Because of that, you could take off near a building, you could take off over a parking lot and be over a water main, not know it, and all your GPS information is messed up, and you won't know it until you do a third-party verification, well, now you have to redo the entire mission. You won't know it until you go to the client, and now you have to go redo the entire mission. If you want to reduce the number of redos in any job, it's always good to have an arrow point. It's always good to at least have one. I'd recommend more than that. And even the ASPRS standards have increased the minimum number of GPS. GCPs. So the answer to the question of if you have a drone that has RTK built in, even if it's working, would you still have some sort of GCP for a checkpoint or for some sort of cross-referencing of the data? And the answer is absolutely yes. Especially if you ever get in a lawsuit, you ever get in a situation, uh, we recently worked with a client 
who um, trains a team of accident investigators. And we're training those accident investigators. Uh, they went up against another accident investigation team. And this is why I'm so glad that we worked for the highest level of accident investigation in the world, the NTSB, and set that standard. If you are an accident investigator, you actually have to go through our class. That said, this other inv accident investigator did not do the basic, basic acquiring of a Lance authorization before he flew this accident. Throw it all out. That's exactly right. Chain of custody. All of the data was thrown out in court. And uh, the team that we had trained literally was asking this guy hard, super hardball questions like, well, sir, how can you discern your true ellipsoid error and thus absolute accuracy if you don't even know your projection error? And the guy, blah, 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 blah. you know, like these things matter. There is science behind this. It's trigonometry. And if you can't explain it at at least a, a decent level, you might want to question uh, the what jobs to take on at what given time. It's just like, you know, the old school flight instructors, you don't want to take on too much risk beyond your capacity. You always want to keep those two in line. So, um, so that said, uh, it's really good to know the science and it's really good. You can learn all this stuff in our um, mapping class. If you want to do an accident reconstruction class, we're doing one in September. That one is sold out, though, uh, and it is a private class. But if you do want to do an accident reconstruction class, we do offer those to our enterprise clients. Um, that said, he said, what about drone deploy and the Mavic 3 Enterprise? So for the longest time, I have not recommended any cloud software because as of two years ago, this was still true. I don't know. I do not know if it is still true with drone deploy now, but with most of the cloud-based softwares, no matter the drone that you are using, um, no matter how you were doing certain things, you were limited in functionality. You were limited in how much you could zoom into the photos to mark GCPs. Now, that may not fully matter with drone deploy if the RTK data is streamed right into the drone, written to the photos, and if you have no means of verifying that data, i.e. with a GCP, a checkpoint, etc., this may not matter, but it should matter. And what I mean is if you did have a GCP to cross-reference your data, you would need to still mark that GCP. In order to do that scientifically, according to the rules of photogrammetry, you need to zoom in all the way, 100%, down to the pixel level. Because just like with a tape measure, Rob, if I measure this wall right here, mm -hmm. are you going to stand 10 feet away and look at that measurement? Or are you going to get right up and close and see, okay, this is 10 feet, 1 inch, and 3 eighths? I'm going to do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is why if you're marking GCPs in any of the cloud softwares, you are fundamentally not going to acquire the level of accuracy that you could get in desktop-based processing simply for the fact that you can't zoom all the way into photos. Now, with the Mavic 3 Enterprise, if you don't have a cross-reference of a GCP or a checkpoint, you're never going to be marking photos anyway. That said, I haven't used Drone Deploy's new service. They have a lot of new features, a lot of new stuff. They bought Struction Site. They're really trying to get deep into VDC. And in all honesty, uh, I don't know if I'm really in the best place to answer this question. In the past, I know scientifically it was not possible to get the level of accuracy that you could get in other softwares. But I also know that Drone Deploy does the best job at Ortho Mosaics. There are certain deliverables that Drone Deploy does better than everyone else. 
And there are a lot of other deliverables that other people do much better. So it, again, that's kind of like a if this, then that question. Um, so to be honest with you, I can't really speak to the functionality there. And it all depends again on your workflow. You should have a cross-reference. You should have a checkpoint. You should have a GCP, whether it's a GCP or a checkpoint. Can you even change that label and type in drone deploy? I don't think you can. So in all honesty, I would say, I don't think I have enough information to answer this question based off of what I know from the past. I would be hesitant. I would want to check it out. And, um, you know, in all honesty, I, I would, I can't give the green light on that. Maybe the yellow, the caution light of like, well, you know, if you're using RTK on a Mavic 3 Enterprise, you want to have that cross-reference. Can you measure that cross-reference in drone deploy? How is it done? And then there would be your answer. So with all that to be said, this was a lot of information. That's why we uh, need you to go to a boot camp. That's right. <laughs> it's just so much. There really is. And honestly, when you come to the mapping boot camp, there's 400 slides that explain all of this stuff in very chronological, succinct format. In all honesty, look, when we do the mapping classes, now all we use are propeller arrow points because frankly, they work. And as long as you're not super close to a building or super close to a tree and you follow the workflow correctly, you will be right every time. You just might not rhyme every time on that bombshell but you should <laughs> that's my contribution to this show um i hope that answers your question preston i appreciate the question dude come to a mapping class man i, I would love to see you and a lot of people ask this one question so i want to hit it really quick uh why do i have to go to flight mastery before a mapping class and it's because we have a set system of operations this system is guaranteed to reduce your per, uh uh, propensity of crashing. And because we do a lot of close proximity mapping, uh, like free flights and stuff, stuff you just don't find elsewhere. Um, we want you to have those same standards of operation because you're going to acquire data that other people can't. And if you want to beat the competition, that's why you attend. It is a requirement now, so you can't skip it. So join us because I promise you'll gain the confidence. You'll have a lot of fun and you're going to learn a whole lot. Well said. Whew, that was a lot of talking. I that's gonna, it was. That's going to do some water. Yes, yeah, seriously. That's <laughs> going to do it for us today. I hope you enjoyed this. Hey, if you would, please, uh, if you've been to one of our classes, write a review on Google, uh, Reddit, uh, or wherever you uh, would like to help. That's like social currency for us, and it matters. So thank you very much. And uh, if you have a question, ask DroneU.com. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us. Ask. Drone you. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.